Oh my gosh, the next show, I am so excited. My teacher I've been taking classes with for the last few weeks, and the reason why I'm taking these classes is so that I can get my homes I wanna build net ready zero? Net zero? Obviously, I need to talk to him again, and next thing we know, Darren Waschek of Learning Edge is gonna be here teaching me. Can't wait. Darren Waschek is the president of Learning Edge LLC, a firm that specializes in residential energy efficiency training and building science consulting. Darren was a key implementer of the EPA's Energy Star for Homes program for more than 20 years. He's helped solve warranty issues for hundreds of homes that did not properly heat or cool, had high utility bills, poor indoor, indoor air quality, and or were just uncomfortable. Darren has trained thousands of individuals on the basics of building science, energy efficiency for buildings, energy efficiency programs, and the international energy conservation codes. He holds a bachelor's degree in construction and master's and doctoral degrees in public administration and policy from Arizona State University. Welcome, Darren. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns, and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started the show to help educate my clients on the real estate market, and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, guys. I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rain with Grateful Heart TV, and in studio today, I am so ridiculously excited. I have one, the one and only Darren Waschek. Hmm. Did I say that right? You did, Waschek. Waschek. I thought so. You looked at me kind of weird, and I. I do butcher names sometimes. I've been known to do it, Darren. You got it. So he comes to us today from Learning Edge LLC, and I have been taking classes with Darren for the last couple of weeks. In fact, I think we crossed paths like a couple decades ago, possibly, when I worked at Trend Homes. That's right, yeah. And my good friend Pam got me back in touch with you, and she knew I was interested in building not just regular homes, but energy efficient homes. And she's like, you know what? There's only one dude in town you need to talk to, and that is you. <laughs> and here you are sitting here today. I'm so excited, Darren. Welcome. Thank you for the invitation. I'm looking forward to sharing whatever information I can. Well, you know what's really funny is just yesterday I was in a mastermind meeting with about 20 agents, and we all take turns rotating, and I mentioned that I was gonna get to interview you today. And one of my colleagues who came up to me afterwards, she's like, <gasps> oh my gosh, do you think he'd actually come in and talk to our mastermind group? Because it's all full of realtors. I'm like, I am pretty sure he likes talking to realtors. And I'm pretty sure, in fact, you do a lot of education, not just for realtors, but who would who would you say are your perfect students? Uh, most of the stuff that I do is going to be with home builders, trade contractors, um, building inspectors, and this would be code inspectors mm -hmm. that work for the municipalities, but also home inspectors, the folks that you deal with mm -hmm. on, uh, uh, in fact, I'm teaching a class Next week or in two weeks, I'm teaching a class for the uh, ASHI group, uh, which is the home inspector group, uh, doing a night class for them. 
And uh, that's kind of the, my audience is anybody that's interested in energy efficiency and some people that are interested in it, but they just need to know more about it and they don't know where to start. And so I like to think that, that Learning Edge is that place where they can start to find lots of information about uh, this important topic. Well, you know, you don't come to us with like no experience. You come to us with not just a PhD, but you sold your company prior to having Learning Edge LLC. So let's talk a little bit about your background. So I started uh, at the ASU, ASU Dell Webb School of Construction for my undergraduate degree. Mm -hmm. So I started in construction from the very beginning, right out of high school. And after I graduated, I went out into the commercial construction mm -hmm. industry, but I got sucked back to ASU to work on this brand new program in 1996. So oh, not just the other day. What was that brand new program? That brand new program was called Energy Star for Homes. So, Energy Star. I think a few of us have heard a few things about Energy Star over the years. That's right. It's almost like tissue paper, like Kleenex. Like I think they slap that label on just about everything from refrigerators to light bulbs, right? Yeah, they do. Anything that meets the EPA's criteria that they've established mm -hmm. for energy efficiency mm -hmm. uh, gets the label. And, you know, they've worked with, and what's amazing about EPA is that the EPA team's only about five people uh -huh. in Washington, but they have a contractor, of course, that expands their team, but they have put almost no money into the Energy Star marketing program. What? They have put almost no money. And the reason in, is... In 27 years of running <clears throat> this program, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Did I get that right? Yep, that's correct. And the reason is, is because they've created the label mm -hmm. and the manufacturers like Whirlpool and, and Anderson Windows mm -hmm. and uh, Shea Homes, uh, they all want to be affiliated with this logo, uh -huh. this program. Uh -huh. So what they've done is they've spent a lot of their money mm -hmm. marketing the fact that they're Energy Star. So they put the blue cube on their on their marketing materials. Mm -hmm. They are the ones that share that with the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, EPA gets free marketing. And everybody else does because this logo keeps getting marketed and pushed out there. So it's an amazing um, it's an amazing use of our tax dollars, if you think about it. A right. very small amount of money goes into the EPA's budget. But they have, in fact, it is the most recognized consumer label out there, Energy Star Blue I believe Cube. It. I totally believe it. And what's funny to me is what within five minutes of talking to you, you're like, forget Energy Star, Rebecca. You need to go for net zero. Ah, yes. So let's talk about net zero because yes. to me that sounds a little bit more fascinating yes. than Energy Star. And so to be clear, uh, Energy Star is the base of the U.S. Department of Energy's mm -hmm. Zero Energy Ready Program. So. Mm -hmm. This is basically not taking a house all the way to zero energy, uh, which basically for your audience, zero yeah. means that you are getting as much energy efficiency as you can out of a building. Right. So you get to that energy efficiency as best you can, and then you get then you erase the rest of the utility bill, uh, usually with solar, right? Uh, Ooh, PV we're going to talk about solar today, too. Don't um, let me forget, because I do want to add solar to our conversation. Okay. All right, let's okay. keep going with that. So net zero. So you get uh, you in the, in the zero energy ready program, we're not necessarily getting homes all the way to zero. In other right. words, energy efficient, big time, and then take them all the, way, the rest of the way. Zero Energy Ready is getting homes ready for uh, the PV solar, or getting to zero, mm -hmm. uh, which is smart. I think the federal government saying, well, let's make sure we just build really efficient homes. Right. Uh, then they're ready. And a ready means they've, always, they've already got conduit that is run from the rooftop down to the electric panel. Mm -hmm. They got an extra circuit uh, breaker in there. Those kinds of things make it ready. Uh, and the reason I told you Zero Energy Ready is because 
that program not only has a lot of cachet, uh, being affiliated with not just EPA, but also DOE, but that program also has a very significant federal tax dollar associated with it. I know that's the one you got excited excited about. I'm super excited about. Of course I'm excited about, because it's double the tax advantage that a home builder may have That's right. versus Energy Star. See, That's I am right. learning something in your you classes, Darren. Great. I've been paying attention, dude. Right. And my <laughs> and my I, I do have a class, of course, coming up in December, which I'm I'm assuming you're gonna participate in, which is talking about the next gen program yeah. for EPA, but also the zero energy ready. So in that class I teach about both the programs mm-hmm. so that you understand what those highest level of energy efficiency programs are. Uh, and yes, $5,000 per house for the home builder that builds a zero energy ready house. 2500 for Energy Star, right. which is nothing to sneeze at. No, not at all, but, but 5000 sure right. sounds a lot better if I'm already planning on installing solar. Absolutely. And that's why, why wouldn't I? Right. And that's why I mentioned it to you, Rebecca. Everything you told me you were planning to do, uh-huh. I was like, look, you're like right there from getting some tax dollars and also the things that come from being affiliated with these programs. Right. It's the federal government saying that you build a great house. Ooh. It's a third party I saying like you that. build a great house uh, because of the verification that happens with a home energy rater. Right. So there's so much that goes into it and that's what I loved about participating in the program. Like you said, I sold my company back in 2018, Mm -hmm. which was a rating company. We worked with home builders to certify homes for Energy Star, amongst many other things that we did. That was the, I always called it our meat and potatoes. That's what we did, the main thing that we did. Well, which is awesome because there's been a lot of other programs, um, you know, besides the fact I worked for Trend, I've owned two Shea homes, one of Mm -hmm. which had that Environments for Living certificate, which was really cool. And Mm -hmm. I actually went through and sent them all my bills just to see if I fell within that guidelines Mm because I thought that was even cool. And that was over 10 years ago. So builders have been chasing this for quite some time. What's really fascinating to me, over the last few days, I went out to Austin for a builder convention, started talking with a gentleman with CBUSA, they're under Builder Trend, it's one of the subsidiaries of Builder Trend, and he used to work for Beezer, very familiar with Mattamy, and he was educating me that some of these big builders, I had no idea, were doing things as energy efficient as they've been doing. He mentioned Mattamy to me and Beezer, which I was surprised, obviously I know uh, Meritage is very well known for all their energy efficiency things. Now, not to put you on the spot, but if there were a production builder that a name that most people would recognize, which are some of your favorite as far as energy efficiency things that they do? Well, you've done you've already named several of them, so that uh, that's a more of a repeat. Meritage Homes in the uh, in 2010, and they're uh-huh. based here in Arizona, as you know, their corporate office is coming out of the Great Recession. The uh, they were looking for what can we do differently? How can we differentiate from the rest of the building world? They grabbed onto Energy Star and then they said, uh, we need to go even further right. and really become the energy efficient builder. And, and so they dumped a lot of resources into that. Their first homes that they built were off the charts in terms of everything that you could do mm-hmm. that was gonna make a home super energy efficient, they did, and then they marketed the heck out of it, okay? Right. Uh, then Shea Homes has been involved actually for a long time. They actually mm-hmm. are probably one of the longest standing players in the energy efficiency world. I started working with their active adult division back in 2002, uh-huh. building super energy efficient houses. Uh, active adult after about five or six years, um, it gravitated to their single family uh, product for mm-hmm. the uh, rest of the uh, rest of the home buyers out there. 
So those are two builders that are really well known for that. But I will tell you, rather than start to spit out names that might uh, seem biased towards one or the other, uh -huh. um, I will tell you that any builder that's doing Energy Star Homes, uh -huh. which there are lots of them out there, yeah. And all over the country, any builder that's doing Energy Star is going to be one that's going to give you a real leg up okay. on uh, your search for an energy efficient home. Now, let's let's be real. Why should a consumer care? What I mean, what is in it for them? I might know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. No, uh, I like your question um, because that has to be something that the builders are always thinking about. Right. If they're going to invest in this, why why, why do they we do care? that? Yeah. For for home builders, uh, for excuse me, for homeowners, um, energy efficiency for them, right, is the most important spot, the pocketbook right. that all of a sudden you're going to benefit from. So many home buyers uh, come from a home that wasn't Energy Star to one that is, and today's Energy Star home is even better than the home that was built five or ten years ago because the, because things keep getting better. Right. Uh, and so, if you have an Energy Star home and you just move from one that wasn't, I've heard so many stories from people that say, "Wow, my energy! I'm in a three thirty-five hundred square foot home now, and my utility bill is the same as my two thousand square foot home mm -hmm. I just moved from. How is that possible?" That's pretty Ener exciting stuff, it right? It is, energy efficiency. But also the com what comes with that, Rebecca, is um, comfort. Yeah. Because if you're building that shell, that building envelope, so that it does a really good job of managing mm -hmm. heat from the outside or cold in the wintertime, mm -hmm. you're going to be more comfortable. Right. Better windows. These are all the givens that go into an energy store. And they're home. prettier, too. Yeah, they, they, they certainly can be. And uh, also indoor air quality is something that Energy Star focuses on. So it's going to be a healthier home. The fresh ventilation system. Ventilation is required in all of those. Mm -hmm. um, now, let me throw one more thing at you that uh, I think there's good news on. Even if you weren't to buy an Energy Star home, yeah. the reality is, is that the building codes keep getting better and better over time. That's a class that's coming up that you're going to be I, you're I'm missing. I'm in all of your classes. Yeah, that one I think you're missing next week, but you're going to make up, if I'm not mistaken. It's the codes class. I do have, I might make half of it. Oh, that's right. It. Yeah, Remember? that's right. I'm that's trying right. my that's best right. to make right. half of it because I don't want to wait till December to catch <laughs> right. it again that's or November right. to catch it again. But that's, That class is where we'll talk about, um, It it's kind of nitty gritty, I yeah. admit, and I've already admitted to you that it's kind of but in the But it's important stuff. Every home has to meet the code. Right. Which is why I have realtors where I give them just a snippet of it. Right. You're going above and beyond, Rebecca. Well, but, I'm super nerdy. But... But mo most realtors, I just give them in my realtor class, which I'm happy you do hosting. have a realtor. You do yep. have a realtor class, and we're then. doing one for you. Okay, we're doing one for Berkshire. Oh, right? okay, that's yes. right. I've You're gonna. That's right. So, I have so many things that I'm got I, my hands in right now, Darren. Well, you you see, you teed it up and it's ready to go. So that's going to happen uh, next month, I believe, in October. Awesome. So that's going to happen. But even in that class, we give a little bit of oversight on the building code mm -hmm. because. Again, the home that you're inspecting is a home so inspector. Important. The home that you're selling, mm -hmm. uh, the home that you're building, it has to meet the code. Has to meet the code. And you know what? I just realized we got to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come right back so you can hear the rest of why Darren says you should care about your home being energy efficient. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Grateful Heart TV for more content. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase 
or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing. We know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Okay, you guys, I had to take a quick commercial break. I hope you enjoyed it. I had another question for Darren to follow up. I, did you finish answering the question when I said? Okay, I thought you did. So now what I wanna know, if you are gonna build the perfect house. Now I know when I called you a couple weeks ago, Darren literally said to me, oh, Rebecca, I wish I'd talked to you months ago. You have so much to learn, woman. You literally said that to me. Get into my classes. I got into his classes. I wanna make sure my homes that I'm building are HPH certified, that I've learned everything I'm supposed to learn from you, so I build the best house possible. So if I, like, let's just pretend, and I'm not gonna put you on the hook, but let's just pretend you were gonna give me the best advice for, Rebecca, if you really wanna spend the least amount of money, but build the best quality home you can, mm -hmm. what materials would you recommend that I use from the ground up? Okay, yeah, that's a big question. I know it is, but I there, know it is. But there's some things that I can tick off uh, pretty quickly for you. First of all, um, frame construction, just doing standard frame construction is perfectly acceptable. And in my classes, that's exactly what we talk about. How do you take the standard stick built, if you will, home mm -hmm. and do the most with it? Don't get exotic. Uh, just just keep, stick with the standard materials. 
So I would do stick frame because mm -hmm. that's very cost effective, lots of builders, it's everywhere. Um, I would use for my wall insulation, cellulose. Uh, it's a very cost effective, does an excellent job of filling all of the cavities, reducing gaps and voids. The one that you use the netting for? Um, you don't have to use the netting. Uh, okay. Cellulose is blown in, it's a recycled uh, a paper. Mm -hmm. You blow it in and then it's basically screeded uh, off with the front of the studs and now you've got a full cavity just fully uh, insulated at all mm -hmm. cracks and crevices. Uh, then what I would do is, uh, use, so cellulose is very cost effective in the walls, it's an excellent product. Then I would use foam in the, in the uh, uh, attic mm -hmm. at the roof line. So now that's cathedralizing your insulation. So putting that insulation at the roof deck. Now all your duct work and mechanicals are inside condition space. Which so is now huge. We're talking about. So I'm just going to explain to those watching what he's actually saying in English because that <laughs> sounds a little complicated. So basically, we insulate up at the roof line so that your attic, instead of crawling up there and getting really hot in the summertime, it should be moderately cool. Maybe not as cool as downstairs. Very close, though. But close, right? Yes. Because now, would you use Tech Shield up there too, or is there no need for Tech Shield? No. Um, when you're doing your insulation at the roof deck, mm -hmm. you do not use radiant barrier roof decking material, Good to the know. tech shield. Yeah, okay. because, and I talk about that in my other classes, you're going to get it. it. Yeah. You're going to get it. By the time we're done, you will have all the information you need because I try to make sure we cover all of it. It's popular. A lot of people will say, well, I'm going to add the radiant barrier, then I'm going to add the foam at the roof deck, and I'm going to put it all in. But in reality, the tech shield as a radiant barrier, as soon as you have material up against it, uh -huh. it doesn't work anymore. So then it's a waste of money. Radiant barrier requires that there be a little bit of a space, mm -hmm. an air gap, if you will. Uh -huh. So once you put all the insulation against it. Then there you go. You wasted you, your you money. You wasted your money. So a standard roof deck. Okay. Um, windows, uh, the nice thing about Phoenix Market is that it's evolved over time. So uh -huh. in, in Phoenix, uh, even if you're not in Phoenix and you're in colder climates, doing a vinyl window frame with a low emissivity glass. Uh, and even in the cooler climates, Wait, they're doing down. that. slow down. You just said low what glass? L low emissivity glass. So, okay, so low E, it's low E glass. Okay. And, and that's a standard phrase, low E, uh, that you're going to see almost every builder is using right. uh, low E glass. And that's awesome. I think that the other word that you use, does that have anything to do with the argon gas in between the panes? Uh, no. Uh, argon gas deals with conduction. Okay. So all it does is make your window uh, less conductive. Okay. Now, here's the tip though a uh, lot of folks in phoenix will say i want argon gas mm -hmm. uh, in my windows um, the the reality is is that it's not worth it in a hot climate okay it only makes sense in cold climates to add argon so unless they're giving it to you for free then do don't not waste add the that money on, on it. don't waste the money okay, on it because that's about um, that's about conduction and in cold climates this is something i think most people don't always appreciate it gets hot in Phoenix. Oh, sure it does. We'll have a hot day, I usually like to say about 117 degrees. We keep our houses at about 80 degrees. Mm -hmm. So that temperature difference is about 37, right? Yeah. Really hot day in Phoenix, about 37, maybe 40 degrees. You go up to Flagstaff, really cold night, zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We like to keep houses in a winter about 68, 70. Mm -hmm. That's a 70 degree temperature difference. That's a big difference. So it's twice as much. That's why you need more um, reduction. Uh -huh. That's where the conduction okay. becomes in. So. Makes sense. Okay, well, I just had to slow you down because you are like up here <laughs> and most of us are down here and I don't know where I am in the middle, but I'm trying to get up there with you. Got it. Um, okay, so keep going. So we got So we windows. talked about the, the walls, the, the, the attic, 
the windows. Those are the things. You do those three things, mm-hmm. um, and then everything else is really, to me, extra. And you're going to put in a, the air conditioning system is going to be efficient because the federal standards just moved up to SEER 15. So. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick. Isn't there some big change coming with air conditionings in the next few years? So, well, January 1 is when the federal government changed the minimum um, uh, standard for efficiency mm-hmm. for heating and cooling equipment. So manufacturers can't even make things that are not up to the minimum standards. And right. it used to be SEER 14, now it's SEER 15 for us here in the southern part of the country, uh, Arizona. Um, they also made modifications to heating as well. So yeah, there's that's the big change that's happened. But, but heat pumps is where a lot of the nation is moving. So Having a heat pump will will heat your house, not mm-hmm. not just cool your house. Mm-hmm. So that is technology that we're going to see get larger More. and larger and larger, especially in the colder climates. Right. We can already do heat pumps in in hot climates, the regular standard heat sure. pumps, yeah. but the high performance heat pumps, which work in the winter time, they're mm-hmm. called basically cold climate heat pumps. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's going to work where it's cold, and that's where we're seeing a lot of traction now. Okay. No longer a furnace but now we can get away with a heat pump. So in those homes, would you recommend, say, a mini split versus a traditional big HVAC unit? Okay, so a mini split is a is a cold weather, cold climate heat pump. So it really is. So it's one and the same? It really is, yes. Huh. Except mini splits have kind of a, a negative connotation. Right. Most people think of mini splits as hotels and right. apartments. But the reality is, is that that technology can be installed and just like the regular technologies, Mm -hmm. behind the walls as a consumer, you won't know any different. And that's the technology that's been around for a long time, but we just are now getting it integrated into single family homes. That you're seeing more commonly. So I've seen the mini splits a lot in custom homes, but I have yet to see them in production homes here in town. And that's because of cost cost. Now I have a feeling my next question, you're going to tell me it's because of cost. So check this out, you guys. I mentioned I was in Austin, went to a builder seminar, listening to all things. And of course, wood and the cost of wood came up. Mm-hmm. And so what they were basically, I'm in a room full of builders and they're basically warning everybody that, hey guys, remember what happened during COVID? Remember how much fun that was? Remember when wood, you know, was hitting 1600 per thousand instead of where they're floating around 600, 700 right now and at the worst 450. And they were basically saying that they believe the minute the rates drop and we start getting, you know, people off the fence, which I've been dealing with for the last, you know, 12 to 16 months, um, you know, so many people are very fearful of the economy right now and where we're headed and what's happening next. So if all of this like actually manifest and we have a big run on sales and then we have builders with the waiting list again and the cost of wood goes up like it did before, three to four times of what we used to pay. Yep. Now answer my question. If you were going to be building affordably value, you know, and trying to not spend money where you shouldn't and you know now um, the cost of wood is skyrocketing. What are your options? Well, um, there are there are a lot of options. Um, masonry has been around for a long time, but I don't think it will keep up with the home builders' uh, pace. So we're not going to see masonry likely. Systems that are panelized are going to be coming in uh, and become a bigger thing. Uh, structural insulated panels. So I know that's a thing you're interested in and Mm -hmm. in fact planning to build that way and I I applaud you for that because that's a great product. Products that are manufactured off-site and then delivered on-site are important. To your point of wood, 
uh, structural insulated panels use less wood. You're talking about a product that uses no wood uh, because there are structural mm -hmm. insulated panels that are a fibrous um, uh, material. material on the inside and the outside. So yes, those will gain traction when they become cost competitive when wood goes up. But keep in mind, a SIP in general, mm -hmm. a structural insulated panel, they're going to use a lot less wood to begin with. So right away, whether you're using a non-wood structural insulated panel right. or one with, uh, without, uh, without or with wood rather, uh, you're still going to be using less lumber. So, and the nice thing about the uh, OSB material that they use for standard SIPs is that that's a recycled uh, wood. It's wood chips that are then laminated together. So you don't definitely. need trees. You need, well, you need trees, but, but you, you need, need the, the leftovers, right? right? The chips. The chips. So you don't need strong, uh, you know, straight pieces of mm -hmm. lumber. That's the, always the thing that the um, structural insulated panel folks have said is that right. we're not using standard lumber out of a tree we're using the recycled but yeah the leftovers the chips. which is sustainable and that mm -hmm. makes everybody feel good when we're using leftover stuff right 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 you right. know and not letting things go to waste so now my question is Darren um, I had posed the question to these builders that I was just with. Yes. And when they were talking about lumber, because of course my ears perked up when I heard, oh yeah, back in 2008, 2009, people were using SIPs for a while. And I'm like, why were they using SIPs in 2008 and 2009? You know, I'm trying to refresh my memory. I used to work at Trend Homes back in 2001 through seven, sold a lot of homes in that time period. But in 2007, I had to fire all my sales staff because of the market conditions we were dealing with and we just weren't producing nearly the homes that we were needing to produce. So I was really curious, I asked the question, I'm like, well, why 2008 and 2009 did SIPs get more popular than wood? Do you know what they told me? Do you want to guess? I'm going to assume that it was the lumber issue and uh, manufacturing and being able to do the offsite stuff. But that's my guess. Well, what did they tell you? What they told me is they said that at that point in time, the cost of everything was so low because you know there weren't any building starts in 2008 mm -hmm. that the cost to supposedly get the lumber actually went up in that little window mm -hmm. because there just wasn't any orders. And so they were, according to them, saying that it was more cost effective to go with SIPS panels mm -hmm. than it was to get their lumber packages in yeah. that little tiny window. Yeah. Which I thought was really odd because here they are telling us as soon as it gets busy, expect this big run and the prices to go up. And it was just the opposite condition in 08 and 09. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you know, that again, being able to deliver homes in a in a in a quicker way uh -huh. that you're not waiting on materials, which I know the builders today are, and I appreciate that sentiment that those uh, that you were talking to said about as soon as rates drop, everybody comes off the sidelines. There's going to be, I mean, we're already struggling to deliver homes now. Yeah, isn't that scary, Darren? And now you throw a, I mean, I think the builders are probably quite concerned about that. Oh, they and, absolutely and, are. Uh, that. But that means really that all these other materials hopefully will come off of the sidelines and become more readily available for us. Well, and that's honestly what I'm hoping. So I'm curious, do you believe to date, and I'm, I, I want your honest opinion, why haven't production builders taken on SIPs? Like, so, I love them. Yeah. Everything I know about them, I love them. You even turned us on to Premier SIPs, and we've got a quote from those guys just yesterday. Oh, good. So I've got an OSB pan, uh, panel quote, um, just so I could have it for comparison Absolutely, sakes. I'm glad to hear that. So. In my, in my uh, class where I talk about the energy efficient products, one of the things that I focus some time on, uh, which is important, is why is it that all these great energy efficient products don't make it to what I call the mainstream? Right. So first of all, what is the mainstream? And I define that as any product 
is not in the mainstream, no matter what a manufacturer thinks, until mm -hmm. a production builder is making it available exactly. to Joe Blow and Joe Jane, you know, The average homeowners. buyer. That's right. My average client. That's when who I'm they, helping to When help. they can go to a community yeah. and say, I want that home and it has sips or it has yeah. any product that is super cool. Uh, super and, cool products. Yes. That's what we want. Super Un cool. Until they can do that, that product is not mainstream. No. So let me give you an example. Um, Meritage Homes, uh, they brought basically foam insulation to the mainstream because they were buying it mm -hmm. on a national basis, competing with other builders, and other builders said, we need that because we can't compete. All of a sudden, you started to see demand come become real, and you saw foam available in Everywhere. lots of communities. But that started with somebody uh, moving it out of the fringe into the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about SIPs. Yeah. SIPs are not in the mainstream because they are different for the trade contractors. True story. And, and the challenge that Meritage had getting SIPs to work on their roofs is they couldn't figure out the connections. And they couldn't figure, so how does that yeah. connect to their, 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 their wall system? They also couldn't figure out or get the uh, trade contractors to work with that and not charge a premium. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a trade contractor and I've got all these projects that are standard stick construction. Super easy, they know how to do it. Rebecca shows up and says, I've got this cool wall system. And they're like, wow, we're gonna have to figure out how to do that because yeah. we don't do it day in and day out. We don't have people trained to do it. Right. Guess what? You could become the training ground yeah. and you're gonna pay a premium to train those people. Yeah. And uh, you're gonna be probably Probably one of the few doing it so they can't take that knowledge that they got from you that crew that got trained mm -hmm. and transfer it over to another another house. builder yeah. so you're gonna be left stranded with a higher cost they're not gonna do that but the other thing the last thing is that you've got to have quantity yeah. so you've got to have multiple sip co co companies and that's what happened with foam foam took off to the mainstream because there were lots of manufacturers. Mm -hmm. And then you just had to have the insulators get the foam rigs right. to blow it. Right. And they did, because they didn't want to miss out on all this work out there. Sure. It was a snowball. Right. That's why products don't get into the mainstream, because you've got to have quantity. And you have to have, and you have, to have to people to be able to do it, and they're not afraid to do it, and they're mm -hmm. not going to charge premiums. And I talk about that in my classes. Well, you know, I didn't want to wait for the class, I hear you. I, hear you. <laughs> I wanted to get you here now so I could get my own answer. Absolutely. And, and honestly, at what I'm already envisioning is we're going to have to do education. And I know we're already talking to the plumbers and the contractors mm -hmm. and the electricians like, hey, dude, we're going to put conduit in our walls so that it'd be easier for you, not harder for you. Mm -hmm. And my hope is that they don't gouge us. Yes. We're going to find out very soon, Dan. Yes. I look forward to hearing how that goes, by the way. Share that with me. Oh, dude, I want you to come out to Arkansas and see him. I would like to do that. That would be so much fun. I would like to do that. I see that we're starting to run out of time, but... That said, there was so much I still wanted to talk to you about. My goodness, Darren, I could talk to you all darn day. <laughs> um, all right, so your learning edge, I have your LinkedIn up on our screen in case anybody wants to follow you. I love your LinkedIn. Oh, I loved you. your. I loved all of your links that we already have for you. Um, I'm gonna spend a moment on your website, but before I do, you know, he's such a wealth of information. Darren's already educating me on break before we started our show. I always love asking our guest, what they're passionate about as far as giving back, what charities they're interested in. And Darren's was Arizona, was Arizona Town Hall. That's right. That's and right. you literally educated me about an event that's coming up in a week with them. And mm -hmm. you're very passionate about it. So share it with us because I love sharing, especially oh, we're getting ready to have another presidential election before long. That's right. Um, so hearing what you were just talking about actually really interested me because I'm cringing. 
about what it, the next election is going to do to our marketplace, yep. what it's going to do to our interest rates, and just what it's going to do for to our people. Like just on social media, people were so nasty at the last election. Mm-hmm. If you didn't agree with them, they pretty much hated you and wanted to put your head on a spigot. You That's know, right. That's terrible. Right. So. That's right. Tell us about Arizona Town Hall. So Arizona Town Hall has been around for over 50 years. And they convene people from all over the state of Arizona. And this is unique to the state of Arizona. This is actually a a cherished institution in Mm -hmm. Arizona because the Arizona Town Hall has been bringing people from all over the state, from different persuasions, different socioeconomic backgrounds, geography, Mm -hmm. uh, people that don't see eye to eye on things. And they will talk about important topics to the state of Arizona, like water. Water is huge right now. (laughs) Or like education, or like transportation. Uh, It just so happens that our topic that we're gonna be covering next year is going to be basically on how do we improve our, our democracy in Arizona. And that's going to be a a year-long discussion Mm -hmm. with uh, community town halls where small groups will get together for about two or three hours all over the state of Arizona. Uh, Anybody that is listening that that is in Arizona that wants to participate just can go to the town hall website and they will find a place and a date where they can participate in one of these community town halls. And then you can contribute to civil dialogue about how can we work together. Did you guys catch that civil dialogue? That's right. And that's what town hall is all about. And why I am so passionate about it is because they're actually solving problems. Are they? They're bringing people together to come up with solutions that are represented of all sides. I love that. And they represent that people can have civil dialogue. That's what I love about the town hall. Then instead of going in there and throwing trash at each other, they're actually talking. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. The process doesn't allow anything Mm -hmm. other than that, uh, other than uh, civil dialogue and good discussion. So if somebody wanted to go Friday, September 29th, down to the conference center, it's Rio Salado College on 14th Street in Tempe. Yes, ArizonaTownHall.org. AZ, AZ Town Hall. AZTownHall.org. All right, so before we finish up, I got to spend a little bit of time because we keep talking about all these classes that That's I'm taking. Right. And um, I believe this is your website. There's so much information there. So we're talking about realtor classes here. Go to classes. Okay. Yeah, go to classes and one down, class descriptions. Class descriptions. Okay, right. so I knew Darren would show me how to navigate his <laughs> website. So here's the classes. These are all the classes that are available. And I've got lots to share with oh people my goodness. and more coming. More I was coming. telling Darren before we started this, I've taught for many years contract law, real estate classes, and I really do appreciate you're an excellent instructor. Thank you very much. I know the planning, like they say, there's a saying the best student is always the teacher because of all the work we have to do before we go up Absolutely. and prepare and make sure that people leave feeling like they got something from you the bet. class and the time they spend with us. Yes, and they enjoyed their time. And they enjoyed their time. So yes, you're very funny. I'm gonna give you that compliment <laughs> because I'll I'll giggle along the way as you're making us go through our class. And honestly, like listening to this, unless you're nerdy like me, you may not be excited to take all of these classes. I obviously have a vested interest. I'm building homes and I want them to be good quality homes that are energy efficient. But there's so much great stuff in here. And I love the fact like energy program knowledge, success with energy star. There are so many wonderful topics. Um, Nothing can be said for taking all of them. But if there was one class you wanted anybody to take? Is there one favorite class that you feel like people will get the why should I care? So um, I'm going to give you two classes. 
my becoming a building science expert class is really the foundation. And okay. in that class, you kind of get the ground for all the other classes. The class I teach, the realtor one, this class is really a, a excellent overview of, of everything. So this one I'm going to turn into an online on class, an on-demand class here pretty soon. So, you probably should. So that realtors can go in if they just want to get the quick overview. Because as you know, you know, there's what, like 90,000 realtors in Arizona. Mm -hmm. I know there's only like 5% of us who actually take it serious for a real job, but right. there's a lot of realtors who need continuing education. That's and right. we share that knowledge with our clients, our sphere, our family, our friends. I just learned a whole bunch about solar yesterday, so I can't wait to, to learn more about solar from you as well, because mm -hmm. for me, that it seems the next generation, like of home building. I don't know why somebody wouldn't want to have solar panels on their home. Yep. Um, but that said, that's another show coming up on October 3rd, so you guys will have to check that one out. And thank you so much, Darren, for joining. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There was one more question, and I don't believe our next guests are here yet. I haven't heard them arrive. Okay. But I did ask Darren our first conversation a few weeks ago. I said, all right, Darren, if you were gonna build your home, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna set this up, a home that you want to build tomorrow that would last long enough that you know you're, maybe one day one of your grandkids could live there. Yeah, well okay? said, yes. And it's here in Phoenix. And if you were gonna build that home, what material would you use to build that home that you would know your grandchildren could live there? So it would be an insulated concrete form called an ICF. And mm -hmm. there's a uh, version of that that is built, actually manufactured right here in Arizona, right here in Phoenix, called Herkiwall. Mm -hmm. And that is basically foam, concrete, and steel. And it's got the foam, foam concrete, concrete, and, and steel. steel. So there's no wood? Uh, no wood. Uh, they are great against uh, pests, uh, fire, uh, earthquakes, uh, all of that. So that's a incredibly good product. Um, and that's what I would use if I could uh, build. And Herkiwall is a pretty special material because it's very, very engineered. So that would actually be, if you're really putting me down of the one I would love to do, Herkiwall would be that. Well, that was a wonderful plug for my next episode because they're coming into the building in just a few minutes and they happen to know each other, which I was really excited that we were able to get you guys down here to the studio on the same day. Yep. And um, so I definitely think, and it wasn't just a planned plug when Darren and I spoke a few weeks ago and he told me how he felt about them. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're coming on the show. Let's get you guys down here together. So I'm very impressed with Herky Wall. I can't wait to talk about them on our next episode. But in the meantime, go to Darren's website, check him out at learningedge.llc.com because all of his classes are listed there and he is a wealth of information. And I thank you so much, Darren, for coming on today. Thanks for having me. It was wonderful. Oh my gosh, guys, I know I'm so nerdy. I love, love learning from people like Darren and how lucky were we that not only did he come on our show today, but he happened to come on a day that I also, my next show is gonna be Hercu Wall, Hercu Tech, Jason Rees over there and Gabby, and they all know each other. How perfect is that? So. Hopefully, Darren's going to stick around long enough that we can start recording their show next. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Hey, hey, hey.
I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day